Coming up, DeMar DeRozan and D'Angelo Russell lead their teams to wins out of the All-Star break. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from the night in basketball. The Chicago Bulls kept their win streak alive, and DeMar DeRozan kept his scoring streak going, too, in last night's biggest game. The Biggest Game. The Chicago Bulls are on a hot streak again out of the All-Star break, and nobody can stop DeMar DeRozan right now, including the Hawks last night. After DeRozan dropped 37 in Chicago's win, Locked On Bulls recaps things from Chicago. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls come out of the All-Star break with their sixth straight win, 112-108 over the Atlanta Hawks. Another trend that continued was DeMar DeRozan's historic streak of 35-point games on 50% shooting or better from the field. 37 on 15 of 21 for DeMar DeRozan tonight. The man is unconscious. Five of those 37 were on back-to-back possessions late in the game when the Bulls trailed by three less than a minute to go, one of them being an and one. And sandwiching those two DeMar DeRozan buckets, was an incredible one-on-one defensive stop by the Bulls rookie Io DeSumo on all-star guard Trey Young. This is a matchup we saw that gave Trey Young fits earlier on this season when the Bulls and Hawks matched up, and that trend also continued tonight. Io DeSumo hounding Trey Young into a 3-for-17 effort from the field tonight. The Bulls welcome John Morant and the Grizzlies up next on Saturday. For a full breakdown of this win over the Hawks, check out our Friday episode of Locked on Bulls with me and my guy, Big Dave. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. The Atlanta Hawks mounted a late comeback on the Bulls to make things interesting down the stretch, but couldn't finish the job to secure the win. Locked on Hawks explains why Atlanta came up just short in this one. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland, and Atlanta Hawks go in Chicago on this Thursday evening and fall just short against the Bulls by a final score of 112 to 108. The Hawks led by three points in the final minute, but were unable to close the deal in Chicago. A frustrating sequence of events down the stretch for Atlanta. Um, before that, it was an admirable comeback. The Hawks had trailed for most of the night. They trailed by eight points with about five minutes to go. Fought all the way back, took the lead, but it was uh, all ugliness from that point forward. Trey Young had a rough one, let's just say, for the Hawks. And uh, the heroics of both Bogdanovich and Gallinari were overcome by some defensive issues that could not stop DeMar DeRozan in this game. DeAndre Hunter left the game early with some illness issues as well. So lots of uh, mixed results in this game for the Hawks. But on paper, a close loss to Chicago, not the end of the world. But with where the Hawks are right now, this is definitely not a great result for the Hawks as they fall three games under 500 and back into a solo spot at number 10 in the Eastern Conference. We'll have much more on this game and the future on the Lots on Hawks podcast. The Detroit Pistons got a rare win last night by beating the still shorthanded Cleveland Cavaliers. Locked on Pistons says the bench squad came up big in the win for Detroit. That one was close. Host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, Kukuil here. The Pistons get a close win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 106-103. Had some questionable things happen late, but 
I want to talk about the bench. The bench absolutely ignited this win. We're the main reason behind this win for the Detroit Pistons. Let's talk about Hamdou Diallo, who had 21 points off the bench for the Pistons, 7-11 shooting from the field, 3 or 3 shooting from deep. He's just like a ball of fire that you, if you just don't contain it, he's going to score in just any type of way. He'll score off of loose balls. All of a sudden, the ball will be at the rim. You're like, how did he get that? He'll score in transition. He'll score in drive to the basket. Like He is just a ball of fire, and the Cleveland Cavaliers could not contain him the entire night. Marvin Bagley had a really nice game for the Detroit Pistons. 8 of 13 shooting in 27 minutes of play. He had 16 points and 4 rebounds. He played more minutes than Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart. So they were trusting him a little bit longer here. Now Isaiah Stewart did deal with some foul trouble, but Marvin Bagley earned some minutes and played really well. And Killian Hayes ignited the entire team defensively. Had one of the best two-point games I have ever seen in my entire life. He was doing really well passing the ball. He ended the game with no turnovers. Five assists, five rebounds, two points. Played really well defensively. Overall, just a great night from the Pistons bench. Led them to this victory. Despite some questionable things happening late, the Detroit Pistons bench got them this victory. We'll talk about this more on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. The Cavs lost this game without Darius Garland in the lineup, and Lockdown Cavs says his presence was sorely missed last night. He recaps things from Cleveland. Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cavs with a Locked On Now takeaway for the Cleveland Cavaliers Thursday night loss to the Detroit Pistons. It's pretty obvious Darius Garland is the likely frontrunner for most improved player this season, but maybe the Cavs can make an argument for him as MVP as well because it is crystal clear that the Cavs need his back to get right sooner instead of later because losses like this against Detroit are only going to be more often than not, especially with the playoffs looming and seating on the line. Hear about this and more on tomorrow's Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Boston Celtics made easy work of the Brooklyn Nets last night thanks to 30 points from Jason Tatum and every Celtics starter hitting double-digit scoring. Locked On Celtics goes over another win in the Boston hot streak. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Boston Celtics going to Brooklyn. Blow their doors off 129 to 106. An easy win for the Celtics and the exact type of way they were supposed to play. We had that uh, little bit of a slip up before the All-Star break and the Celtics losing to the Detroit Pistons and a lot of rumblings there about were the Celtics slipping back into some bad habits. How they came out in this game against Brooklyn was going to shape how we kind of retroactively look at that loss to Detroit and by coming out and, and building up an early 13 point lead and eventually winning by 23 uh, that now shows us that we can look back at that Detroit game and say, eh, a little bit of a little bit of a slip, not a big deal trap game and all of that. So Celtics beating a bad team, Jason Tatum drops 30 Celtics got uh, 28 assists on 46 baskets is really nice. Uh, opportunity there to uh, pump up their assist numbers. The way the Celtics scored their points running off of defense, 23 fast break points was huge. 54 points in the paint. They were also 17 of 42 from three. So they hit 40% of their threes to get 20 free throws. Most of their points either came in the paint, came from three or from the free throw. In fact, their first 79 points came paint, free throws, and threes. It's exactly what you want as a basketball team. So Celtics getting back on track, showing that they can play that that style of play that Ime 
wants and a big opportunity here for the Celtics, especially after that Cavs loss. The Celtics now one game behind Cleveland, and they have an opportunity to leapfrog the Cavs uh, at some point over the weekend and maybe move further into playoff position, home court in the first round playoff position. Lots to talk about in the Locked On Celtics podcast, and I will do that tonight. So make sure you are subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. The Nets lost big last night, but they do have excuses. As Locked On Nets points out, Brooklyn played without any of its stars on Thursday in the loss to Boston. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets coming at you after a brutal loss by the Nets at home to the Boston Celtics, 129-106. Nets still without KD. Nets still without Kyrie. Nets without Ben Simmons, without Goran Dragic. The list goes on. Some, some things are just not changing in Nets world until some of these guys come back. They lose a game that's pretty predictable to you know fall to this one. Boston surging. Defense looks amazing. Obviously, Nets not the finished product, but they're 31-29. and 29. The play-in game still looms for this team. We're going to be talking about it all coming up over on Locked on Nets. We'll see if the Nets can find their way out of this mess, maybe get a little healthy in the short term, just get some guys back in general. Uh, go check out Locked on Nets. D'Angelo Russell has had the Grizzlies number before, and he did it again on Thursday with 37 points as Minnesota took down Memphis, Locked on Grizzlies, and Locked on Celtics. Tell you more from the best performance of Thursday. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves here. The Timberwolves came out of the All-Star break with a bang, a five-point victory over the mighty Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday night in a game that the Timberwolves really didn't have any business winning. This was all about head coach Chris Finch having a fantastic game plan and D'Angelo Russell absolutely going off. D'Lo scored 37 points in this game, including 23 in the fourth quarter, and only had to take 21 shots on the night to get his 37. The Timberwolves held John Morant to 20 points on 25 shots. Uh, just a fantastic overall defensive performance. However, the Grizzlies pulled down 26 offensive rebounds in this game, the most offensive rebounds that any team has had in a game across the NBA this season, and the Timberwolves still won. Anthony Edwards shot just one of 11. The Timberwolves still won. Carl Anthony Towns only played 28 minutes. He picked up his fifth foul, 10 minutes to play, picked up his fourth foul just three minutes into the third quarter, only played 28 minutes on the night, still had a double-double. The Timberwolves overcame the bad shooting from Ant, the terrible defensive rebounding that was their own doing, Carl Anthony Towns' foul trouble, to still hang on and win at the end. D'Lo was clutch in the fourth quarter. Anthony Edwards stopped John Morant uh, when it was still one possession game, and then Jade McDaniels hit a pair of free throws to ice the game with just a couple seconds to play. This was an all-around team win. An impressive performance by the Timberwolves. We're going to talk all about it on the postgame podcast tonight. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The Memphis Grizzlies drop a tough one tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves in a 119-114 loss on the road to Minnesota to start the second half of the season. Sean Coleman here with the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. As I discussed on Locked On Grizzlies, the Minnesota Timberwolves are just simply a tough matchup for the Grizzlies, and tonight shows why. D'Angelo Russell has been a Grizzlies killer for much of the past year, and Minnesota, with the pressure that they can add from the three-point line, it certainly showed tonight. 38 attempts overall, 16 threes made, and the Grizzlies just could not make up for it. Now, a couple of things to take away from this game are this. Yes, the Grizzlies certainly 
were kind of behind the eight ball with the fact that they could not limit threes from Minnesota, struggled from three themselves, and could not make up for it despite over 40 free throw attempts on the game. That certainly is an area of improvement that the Grizzlies are going to need to focus on before the playoffs so it doesn't become an Achilles heel or a fatal flaw once the postseason starts. However, while that is known, and the Grizzlies obviously have time to improve upon it, there's not going to be many games where Jaw, Jaron, and Bain combined to go 18 for 55, while the Grizzlies also allow 16 threes. Most of the time, the Grizzlies are going to be able to make adjustments to figure it out on defense, especially in the fourth quarter, to get the job done. However, a few positives. Zaire Williams, another 11-point first quarter, 21-point performance on the night, and, De and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 21 points, 11 rebounds. He's playing like a difference-making big on both ends of the court more consistently now than he ever has. Plenty of positives. Overall, a struggle. Thankfully, John Morant is okay as well. We'll have this and much more on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. And that's all today for Locked On Now NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure your second listens are Locked On NBA and your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now.